0: listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 182, where we will, we will be discussing chapter 12 of City of Lost Souls, the stuff of heaven.
1: I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> okay, Kristen, I know that you said that you didn't listen, read the whole chapter. <laughs> no. I'm not the only one that does that listen i (laughs) still don't understand why this chapter was called the stuff of heaven
2: oh i literally i wrote Um, it in mine of why it has that chapter i did so the mystery machine will arrive and solve (laughs) this for
1: you okay i love it i did i did listen to the whole chapter this time it took me three days but i did (laughs) it i've read i've read this book a lot so I was yeah.
0: like, I will. When you guys talk about it, I will remember what the scenes are. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's not a new story. Well, yeah, and <sighs> this book is the hardest for me to do that with because
1: this book is my least favorite. Mm. The last, this, will, I like this one better than the next one.
0: We will come upon the reason this book is my absolute, the one I hate the absolute most. But that won't be for another couple of chapters.
2: Oh, okay, I'll
1: I just how do you remember with... that it's bananas I guess you've read it a bunch
0: mm. okay, so before we started recording, I had something that I was going to demand of my podcast mates. <laughs> I need attention oh like I need you guys to spend time with me. <laughs> I kept sending them TikToks about this, like, fall photo shoot that I want to do. And they, they're they into it. So we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. But then also, I just want oh. you guys to come. I want a sleepover. I want to hang out. But I don't want to do it at my house. I want to mm-hmm. do it somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. demanded
2: a sleepover after we couldn't stay in Auburn.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: After I think we concert. need to, like, make sure we do it. Okay, yeah. listen. When you... I feel... I know we talked about this photo shoot yesterday. And I... Uh, yester week yester week last morning Mm -hmm. if you will and i can't remember if it was on the air or off the air on record recording or off recording Mm -hmm. i don't know and i didn't listen to it but the spark notes is basically it's like you have a sheet and then have glasses over your face and it looks you look like a ghost because the Uh sheets on and then you have the glasses so I feel like there's a couple things here. Number one, we clearly need a goodwill day to find said sheets that we want to use. Mm-hmm. And number two, when you first were telling me that, I was thinking about like, like wearing, like, would you wear black jeans or whatever? And then I saw the videos and they're in tights with like yeah. combat boots. And I'm like, no, that's it. That's the vibe. That I is don't
1: vibe. have
0: boots. I'm going to have to get there. Here's Here's your sign. Your mom Crocs would also work with tights.
1: Okay, okay, yes. okay. That's not. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Because they're
0: platform. Uh huh. They're platform. They're hot mama Crocs. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or I have shoes that you could burrow. Okay. Thank you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I like the white sheet, but I kind of also like the '70s floral.
1: Yeah, I know that is pretty cool. Also, uh-huh. clearly, you guys would just wear your glasses. Would I wear sunglasses or would I wear fake glasses? I would
0: buy, either wear my sunglasses or buy black sunglasses.
1: Okay,
2: okay. I think I'd wear my sunglasses.
0: Okay, sunglasses. Just because it, it would is. be easier to see, right?
2: <laughs> like the definition. Right, uh-huh. look we'll at sunglass.
0: and you can cut a little hole so you could see. <laughs> uh-huh. Fair. See so you weren't acting a fool. Mm-hmm. I mean, we won't be able to see very well because it'd just uh-huh. be a hole. But yeah, and then you so have either to get we need the pumpkin a one
1: or a person, a
2: person. A- Kristen's a person. got a guy. Yeah, okay. I got a guy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then the the pumpkin one, um, they had yeah. matchy matchy fall outfits, love, on, which is also necessary. Yes. So yes, I see thrifting in our future.
1: I agree. Oh, I'm so into it. Dude, I found this pattern of a sweater, and I really wanted to make it. And it was actually crochet. It looked knitted. I was just like, oh, my gosh. So I go to look at the yarn that she used, and, like, my size.
0: (laughs) And then you're like, oh, my God. We're talking, like, $150. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just materials. Yeah. Not to mention your fucking time. It'll take you fucking 90 hours to make that. (laughs) <laughs>
1: this is a $5,000 sweatshirt. Yeah, it would be cheaper to just go find a sweater and use the yarn from that. <laughs> <coughs> oh my That's gosh. a great idea. <sighs> anyway, oh. we'll find some stuff. That sounds amazing. Obviously, it needs to be October mm-hmm. Yeah, leaves time. falling. So we have some time to plan.
2: We yes. have all month to find.
1: Your outfits. Yes. (sighs) I'm excited. I'm very Mm -hmm. excited. (sighs) Oh, maybe we can record in person while we do that. I don't know. I don't want to put too much on our shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: would be really funny if we tried to record outside, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, now we have these fancy microphones that it would pick up.
0: Squirrels. (gasps) I suppose we could come back to my house and, and sit out by the fire pit and record.
1: Dude, that sounds fucking awesome.
0: You could video it for the ladies (laughs) and gents. (laughs) Oh, God. Instead of lights and shit. That's awesome. We do have lights. We do. We do.
1: do. You got to have those Costco Edison
2: lights. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I have those in my yard. Yeah, they're beautiful. That's what we have Mm -hmm. around our fence. Yep. (sighs) This is how boring we are. I have nothing to talk about. Nothing to share? No.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, that was good. My kid had a birthday party this weekend. It was busy. It was crazy.
1: can't even believe he's seven. It's crazy. Gross. Mm -hmm. It's not okay. I'm not alright with it.
3: I know. Yeah.
2: And we are putting away birthday decorations and decorating for fall and Halloween. Yes. So I'm into Mm. it. Yeah, We got our 12-foot skeleton this year. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> rocking it, it. so good. He's holding a
0: happy birthday banner with some balloons. Which is also hilarious because your front yard is not big.
2: <laughs> right. It's not. <laughs> and you have to, like, ins- it needs to be installed on a flat surface. And our yard, yard is, is sloped. sloped. So he's got to be back up against the house. And I just can't, I can't think of a name that I want to use so that's what Bernie. I've been trying to like I was Bernard. thinking of something with
1: a B also yeah okay Bernard well,
2: Bones I don't know some people do like uh, like instead of Post Malone they're like Post Mabone or like
3: okay. Skeleton John
0: cute. instead of Elton that's John that's funny <laughs> I love to name things. That's it's one of and my husband's favorite thing is to point at stuff and be like, "What's that name?" And then I get to make up a name. I really he like that. I'm ridiculous. That's yeah. awesome. I don't.
2: So I haven't cited. We just we've just been saying Skelly, which it might just stay like that. That's
0: cute I, uh, too.
2: I'm going to uh, like sometimes I give sushi a random middle name and I call uh-huh. her Cat Thren.
0: I like that. But you
2: have to pronounce it like that. Sushi cat.
0: Well,
2: okay. So I have a question. Are you going to leave Skelly up? So, okay. This is really because... dumb. Uh-huh. I'll put him up on William's birthday week. Cause that is mm-hmm. the uh, August, the end of August. Mm-hmm. We'll keep him up uh, in November ish. December. We'll turn it into a Christmas decoration. We got a Santa hat for him. Uh-huh. We can hold the Christmas lights coming off the house, Jack Skellington vibes, and then we'll have him for Audrey's birthday, which is in January, the middle of January, and then we'll take him down.
0: So we oh, okay. can Cute.
2: each have happy birthdays. And because I know some people keep him up year round. Yeah. And like have costumes and stuff with them. I don't know how cool our HOA will be with that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not that creative and I feel like it would really, really pressure me.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. That's like my letter, and- letter board. Uh-huh. It's a lot of pressure.
2: And then um, it'll be cool to bring them out. Like it'll like be special still mm-hmm. instead of just kind of looking like part
0: of your house.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I like it.
0: Yeah. I like it a lot. I know I've been because I've been going through we've been going through my grandma's house and like all of her stuff getting ready for the estate sale and stuff. I've got, you know, yarn and. All kinds of stuff and, you know, patterns and all this stuff. So I've been, like, thinking about Christmas already. And I'm like, gross. It's August. And I'm like, what am I going to make for Christmas over the next two months?
1: (laughs) It's crazy. I mean, it's been fall in my head for at least two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And today we're finally feeling a little bit of the weather. So. 65 degrees (sighs) outside. I woke up early last week. I think it was
0: Wednesday. Um, And. There was, like, this, like, huge thunderstorm over my house. Uh-huh. And, like, <laughs> like, lightning over my house. Like, I had to go inside. I was like, oh, fuck. Because, <laughs> like, it was, it was lightning. It was really bright. It was right next door. And then the thunder happened immediately. And I was like, whoop, well, that means it's close. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I literally Dude. tottered my happy ass back inside <laughs> with my teeth. I was like, that's a no. <laughs> but it was so nice because it was, like, really hard rain. Like, and it was only for a half an hour maybe. Mm-hmm. But it, it was warm, though. So I was like, that kind of ruins it. This feels a little yeah. bit like Florida.
2: Yes. But I'm yes. like, ooh, it's coming. It's coming. I missed the rain. <laughs> uh-huh. We had that storm at night. And we were installing our security cameras during it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's just do this tomorrow. And my husband's like, no, we, we're, do- we're finishing this. We started it. And I was like, maybe you shouldn't be on top of a metal ladder right. while there's a thunder and lightning storm.
0: Maybe that's just to know. Maybe you're overreacting, Robin. <laughs> maybe he's a man and he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. he's Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> the
2: security cameras did get installed. So I suppose he was right. Okay.
1: Don't ever say that again on on recording. Okay. Really, you shouldn't have
0: evidence of you admitting he's <laughs> right about anything. <laughs> That's dangerous.
1: Scrub yeah. the tapes. Andy does that. He's like, oh, write it down on the calendar. I was right. Okay, whatever, fucker. <sighs> oh, I would never give
0: my husband the satisfaction. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> His ego's way too big. I have to beat it down every day. Yes. Um. (laughs) So what do you guys say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off
1: with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish.
2: Magnus's apartment is draped in dramatic lighting as he, the Lightwoods, and Simon summon Azazel. The Prince of Hell is looking fly in his suit and greets Magnus, alluding to his father. Magnus cuts him off at the past and tells him their conundrum telepathically. Unfortunately, Azazel can't create a weapon... Sorry, I don't know what I wrote. Like (laughs) that, which is not descriptive, but it was in my brain, that would sever the tie between Jace and Sebastian. Only angels are capable of doing it. Although, he does have another idea, which he bargains for, and ends up taking a happy memory from each of them for information. Of course, the idea is super shitty, uh, being that they release Azazel from his internal imprisonment, he'll snatch Sebastian like Krampus, and then return to wreak havoc on the world. Magnus banishes him back to hell, and the gang try to argue semantics over who is a bigger threat to the Earth, Azazel or Sebastian. Their meeting is interrupted by Maya and Jordan, looking cuddly and returning with good news about Luke. Later, Simon's stomach is grumbling, and he's packing his duffel bag to head back to his apartment. Izzy asks if he's leaving, and his answer is awkward because, Simon. She gets very flippant about it and then starts asking if he's jealous about Maya and Jordan. Simon is genuinely happy for both and tells Izzy so. Izzy drops the charade and asks Simon to stay the night with her, which he does, wondering if he's going to be able to control his hunger. Back in Venice, Clary and Jace successfully elude the police and head into the townhouse. Sebastian is there to greet them at the door with two babes on both his arms, one being definitely a vampire. Clayce declines an invitation for drinks and instead head up to Jace's room. Clary puts on one of her v acquired nightgowns <laughs> and heads no. in to lay no. down Jace. No. It's like his personal shopper.
3: <sighs>
2: the night consists of cuddles and Clary wakes up from a crazy dream where she tries to murder a sleeping Jace. Walking out into the hall for relief, she ends up in the exact opposite situation. There's blood smeared all over the walls, and her half-demon brother is there to greet her. Sebastian brings his sister downstairs in the kitchen and starts being creepy as fuck, talking about getting freaky with vampires. Which brings up, for me, the music video, The Flight of the Concords. I Told You I Was Freaky, and Brett is dressed up as a vampire in a boat... And it is hilarious. Trust me. Song's <laughs> we trust
0: you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, Sebastian tries to convince Clary that maybe some of Jace's angel blood has caused him to reanimate from the dead is a different person. Clary brings up his list of unforgivable crimes and he's got slimy answers in response to all of them. Sebastian tells her that he doesn't trust Clary like Jace does because he doesn't believe that she would give up her old life and all her morals for love because they are just so much alike. We get some insight in how Simon fancies himself as a freedom fighter and how he wants to be the the H-B-I-C.
3: That's
2: it. I ended that weird,
0: and you're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Oh you guys. Alec sneaks back into his boyfriend's apartment, smelling like cheap vampire and bad choices. Yes. Yes, seriously. And he almost succeeds in slipping it back into bed without Magnus noticing, if it weren't for his clumsy pile driver to chairman Meow's tail. He's just like, "If you're going to go through all that trouble of being quiet, sneaking past the glowing pentagram, tiptoeing into the bedroom that's only lit by uh, Christmas lights around the window, which is so fucking cute, and I love it, and it Mm -hmm. sounds so homey. You're going to take off all your clothes and get ready to slip into bed. Why are you getting... Why aren't you moving the blanket before you slip into bed? Why are you taking the risk? You know there's an animal in this biz. I don't know. I get questions, but... Alec is not very smart right now. Uh-huh. So, of course, the screeching feline wakes Magnus from his slumber, and he immediately knows notices that Alec's been outside. He's like, you smell like nighttime. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, does nighttime smell like Camille's perfume? <laughs> and I just, I really wonder if, I feel like Camille would have a signature scent, and I feel like it would be rather overpowering.
2: I mean, she okay. does seem like she would, huh?
0: Yeah, because, like,
1: vampires don't have natural scents, but that doesn't mean she couldn't wear perfume.
0: I was going to say, if
1: anyone would smell like nighttime, I feel like it'd be her. Right. And I'm like, (laughs) is it,
0: like, night-blooming jasmine, like, her very specific perfume? And, like, (laughs) like I want to know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then I, I was wondering, I was like, okay, well, if they have really, like, sensitive smellers, they might not want to wear perfume. But I feel like okay. that's something Camille would override for the person, like, for the the association
1: of it. You know right, what I mean? Right, like drinking wine. She's pushing past it sort of thing. Yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, what I if it's the corpse flower? That's her signature scent. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: She just, she feels like that person that, like, she would want to make sure that if you had a conversation with her, anyone that met you afterwards would know that you had a conversation with her. (laughs) Like, fuck, you smell like Patricia. Jesus. Were you in HR today? (laughs) Okay, so in an attempt to heed Camille's idiotic advice, Alec evades answering where he'd been, like, and trying to project this air of mystery, which is barf. Mm-hmm. Don't you know Magnus is too old to be playing games, Alexander? Come on. Hello. He's like between 300 and 800 years old, right? Right. Well, and Alec is really bad at it. <laughs> yeah, Very yes. cringy. Yes. And Magnus, being the kind, reasonable, and trusting partner that he is, lets Alec's midnight activities remain ambiguous in favor of a good romp in the sheets. Aww. So cute. (laughs) Meanwhile, Love Shack is playing somewhere in the background as Simon and Izzy snuggle up in bed together once again. Except they're not snuggled up. They're being super awkward. (laughs) Like, it's... They're like, it's weird that we've done this before, isn't it? Right? (laughs) Because it doesn't feel like it. (laughs) So... Izzy's in one of Simon's button downs, and he's just rocking his jeans in bed, wondering why things are so weird all of a sudden. I'm like, bro, you've got fucking pants on, dude. Right, jeans. What are you doing? <laughs> it's weird. No wonder She's you're She's not wearing pants. Why are you wearing pants? <laughs> it seems,
1: yeah,
2: like, as Amanda said, very uncomfortable. Yeah. We're
1: worried about your teeth right now, not your wiener, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so
0: they're laying further apart than Clary and Jace did when they still thought they were siblings like it's there's a a gap (laughs) (laughs) and sensing Simon's not going to be the one to make the first move Izzy tries to snuggle closer but it's instantly a disaster with like toenail gouges, bonked (laughs) heads and knocked knees (laughs) it literally gave me chills the toenails I know (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst. I don't like it. <sighs> so Izzy justifiably questions why Simon isn't better at this, since he and Cleary often, like, share a bed. And, oh, boy, am I glad he didn't say out loud what was going on in his head. Because the narrative would not make Izzy warm and fuzzy inside. And
1: I'm going to read it for you. <laughs> yes, please. Because it's weird. <laughs> it's, I don't like it.
0: Oh, <clears throat> we slept said Simon he didn't want to say anything about how Clary fit perfectly against him about how being in bed with her was as natural as breathing about the way the scent of her hair reminded him of childhood and sunshine and simplicity and grace that he had been feeling that he had been feeling would not be helpful um no no it would not it wasn't even helpful for me uh, (laughs) And Cassie tried to church it up there at the end with about how, like, Clary reminds him of childhood and blah, 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 blah. But I thought he was over her. Like, this doesn't really feel like he's over her. This is weird. It is.
1: Uh It's weird to go from her being your best friend to being your girlfriend to being nostalgic with childhood memories. I don't know. Like, it just... I feel like the dating in between has to make it a little weird.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And hair smells gross. It does. It does. Hair?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, if you have a good shampoo, it smells good. Yeah. I mean, then it wouldn't be
2: Clary doesn't smell. It would be her shampoo smelled like
0: childhood.
2: It specifically said her, which is semantics here, but it was
0: just icky.
3: Mm It's like sweaty Um, scalp.
0: Girls smell pretty. I like it. (laughs) I don't know. The whole, like... Okay, because I've had male friends that Mm -hmm. I was comfortable with to, like, sleep in the same bed with. But when I was younger, I mean, they were gay. (laughs) But then when I was older, they were just trying to fuck me. Like, I I don't... (laughs) So, I don't... (laughs)
1: You know what I mean. It's a real head scratcher there that you were all. I'm comfortable with it, but they were trying to do that. Well, until then, uh, okay, <laughs> I was okay, fine okay, with okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what I'm saying is, I don't understand the platonic. It, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Robin. Not the only one.
1: Oh my god Make me vomit
0: (coughs) It could have been worse This Mm. is fair Mm. It could have been worse At least I didn't catch anything Yes (laughs) Sorry Just the shame Just the shame (laughs) (laughs) Did I tell you found me on a on a dating website once and like sent me this message and he's like, "Oh, what the fuck? Why are you on here? That's pathetic." And I'm like, "You're on here too." Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, I bet I get
1: laid a lot more than you do. I mean,
2: Uh, <sighs> my eye is twitching. I know. <laughs> in in sympathy? Just the whole situation stresses me out and it was years literally like fifteen years it ago. So,
0: was, what? How many years was like, ago
2: did you say? I was like it was like fifteen years ago, whatever, twenty it was like years ago. Seventeen years ago, it's yeah. Still making my eye twitch. Just stressed out about oh. it. And I wasn't even involved. Right. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, so... I'm going to leave that whole thing in. I don't even give a shit. So, back in the... (laughs) Back in the scene, Izzy explains that she doesn't usually take the sleepover approach when it comes to men that she's seeing and therefore is incredibly inexperienced with the intimacy of sharing a bed. And I'm sorry, I know that was a pretentious sentence, but it has three I words and it makes me happy. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) Simon is rather slow on the uptake, uh, so Izzy decides to make a more physical approach, okay? Okay. Uh, kissing him without warning. And, like, she's, like, straddling him now. She's like, you're mine. Thankfully, making out with Izzy is a familiar territory. And some of... Oh, wait, no, she's not straddling him yet. Just sorry. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. Got ahead. She's just kissing him. So, thankfully, making out with Izzy is familiar territory for him. And some of the awkwardness, like, dissipates. He's like, okay, I've done this. I know where to put my hands. Cool. (laughs) Like... Until Simon gets a fang boner and pulls away embarrassed. He's like, oh, shit, sorry. (laughs) I don't mean to. (laughs) And Izzy assures him that premature fang erection is perfectly natural for a hungry vampire. And when he explains that he doesn't have any blood with him, seriously, he's really a terrible vampire. Like, he's bad at this. You've been a vampire for a while. You should carry it with you. Yes. Come on, bro. Izzy offers herself up as his next hot meal. Just like, I got a hot dish for you right here. (laughs) Simon resists the idea, even as Izzy, like, unbuttons her shirt, giving him plenty of access to her throat and a nice little flash of her blue bra. And he's like, oh, he's like, the bra definitely covers more than a bathing suit, but it's still hot.
1: Oh, my, I get oh, it, it. changes I get everything it. with that voice. It absolutely I does. Love it.
0: It. <laughs> uh, okay.
2: <clears throat> I just okay. like, while you look for that, can I just say, I just want <clears throat> to say, throat> mm-hmm. I'm very happy that this was not me. I am mm-hmm. happy that it's you.
1: Yes, I was thinking that when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, my God, Robin doesn't have to do this. It's amazing. And then I was crossing my fingers. It didn't spill into my my portion, my part.
0: Yeah, I was reading it. I was like, oh, Robin, (laughs) you would have hated this. It's not me. (sighs) All right. He caught her wrist. Isabel, don't, he said urgently. I can't control myself. Can't control it. I could hurt you, kill you. Her eyes shone. You wouldn't. You can hold yourself back. You did with Jace. I'm not attracted to Jace. Not even a little, she said, hopefully. Eensie bit, because that would be kind of hot. Ah, well, too bad. Look, attracted or not, you bit him when you were starving and dying, and you still held back. I didn't hold back with Maureen. Jordan had to pull me off. You would have. She took her finger and pressed it to his lips, then ran it down his throat across his chest, coming to a stop at where his heart had once beat. I trust you. Maybe you shouldn't. I'm a shadow hunter. I can fight you off if I have to. Jace didn't fight me off. Jace is in love with the idea of dying, said Isabel. I'm not. So much. I know. Okay, I don't know what it is with the females in this series, that just zero sense of self-preservation. I
1: Absolutely, mean, she's doing
0: the same. She's this is Clary.
1: This is Clary and Chase. You just stabbed me, but you wouldn't hurt me, right? Well, how does she know he would have stopped on Maureen? Like what? Oh. She doesn't say it. <laughs> I have no words. Vampire. <laughs>
0: just i understand look i don't the whole sucking the blood thing (laughs) no work okay (laughs) the whole feeding on his girlfriend thing that doesn't bother me Uh, okay sure that's totally consenting adults we're fine Mm -hmm. the thing is is maybe we don't try when you're starving yes maybe we wait until you're nice and full Your belly's all, let's go to Takis and have a little blood milkshake. And then maybe we test it out. Like,
1: come on. I have a question. Safe space for our kink exploring, okay? Yes, I agree. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's not as delicious when he's not as desperate. I don't know. I feel like he's always desperate because he's icky. But um, (laughs) (laughs) couldn't Magnus just magic blood to him? Like, cause couldn't I know, get he get some, would some just from Topps? But yes, yeah, he just hasn't asked or said
2: anything. Yeah. Like he's embarrassed about being a vampire.
0: He doesn't want to be a bother. Right,
2: right, mm-hmm. right. Okay, he's that's, like my grandma. Okay. He doesn't want to be a burden. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. no, she's not. It just literally that's that came out bad. <laughs>
1: Well, you're, it you're comparing it because Simon wouldn't be in this situation either. Yeah. And yeah, I right. well, didn't mean it. I hear Just you. every <laughs> little thing.
2: Well, my TV hasn't worked for seven months. I didn't want to be a burden.
0: <laughs> Grandma, stop. <laughs> no one wants to be a bother. Although I am going to also be that kind of old person. So. Same.
1: I, absolutely. I already am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just conceal,
0: don't feel. <laughs> Don't show anyone you're suffering. <laughs> Dude, for real. <laughs> Put on a show. <clears throat> so Simon's taking his role as the replacement, moody, self-loathing teenage boy of the group rather seriously. Izzy is literally in his lap trying to convince him to bite her. And he's just like, "Could you couldn't possibly want me. Want me. Oh, want that. You couldn't possibly want that. Want me. I'm nothing. I'm a monster. Everyone hates me. Blah, 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 blah. We get it. Get over it, Lewis. The sympathy, the sympathy train ended like 800 pages ago when you came back after the war dating two chicks. Preach. <laughs> Calm down. Mm-hmm. So... Isabel, however, does not feel the same because she does the thing where she strokes his hair and tells him he's not nothing and he's incredible because he's him. And we even get the, do you think my scars are ugly? No. Then why would your insert monster feature here be any different? I want you. (laughs) See any and all monster romance books for examples if you need to. This, of course, works for Simon, and now all the awkwardness is gone, and they're in the zone when these pesky vampire senses pick up on that sweet, sweet bouquet of her blood. And he protests uh, another three times uh, before he just is like, I can't, and then he just bites her.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. it seemed very sudden,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you interrupted yourself in protesting. And you're like, ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, and while Simon was enjoying enjoying the delicacy of human blood from a willing participant, uh, Izzy wasn't having a half bad time herself. Something in the vampire juice, like I don't know, mm-hmm. but she was into mm-hmm. it. And as enthusiastic as Izzy was, Simon is still still manages to like stop before he got too carried away. And then he accused her of not stopping him, <laughs> and she's like, um. You did. (laughs) I didn't want to stop you, but you did. And it's fine. Because you did. And he's like, but you should have. I was enjoying myself too much. Just like, what the fuck?
1: Okay, I have a question really quickly. Yes. If if he does that often enough, like let's say, like you said, he's full. They just kind of want to like nibble nibble. Mm -hmm. Would that turn her into... What do they call the, um, I keep one of the say. Yes, thank you. I was going to say sanctuary. Not unless he fed her his blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Thank you. You need two tickets to paradise. Right. Yeah. But isn't that how you turn them into a vampire? I'm so confused. You got to drain all die. the blood out of their body. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Okay, thank you. You guys are mm-hmm. so smart. Where am I?
3: Wrong.
0: <laughs> so there's this tense moment where it almost seems like izzy is gonna tell simon she loves him but thankfully she doesn't because that would be way too soon and he needs to earn it honey like, yes preach no. yeah
1: like can't say that enough absolutely
0: the sweet part of simon kicks in and he worries if she's okay with the sudden blood loss he's like are you
1: okay are you shaky
0: do you need a cracker and she reminds him that shadow hunters replenish blood loss at three times the rate of humans, which is like how remarkably convenient. Like, right.
2: Absolutely <laughs> Well they also have like blood replacement rooms if she really needed it.
0: Right. Okay. So Izzy admits to Simon's surprise that she very much liked the blood sucking and was not at all faking for his sake, uh,
1: which is a first for Simon, I'm sure. <laughs> What would be the point of that? Like, just to not make him feel bad? I guess.
0: I don't know. I, this is the thing that I don't understand. I, I understand that women do it. I just don't understand in this, like, when you're starting, why are you, why, I don't, why are we mm. trying to save their ego and you're just setting yourself up for sadness?
1: It's like that Seinfeld episode when Jerry finds out Elaine was faking it the whole time yeah. and he's like what about this and this and this and she's like fake 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 and he's so <laughs> offended the whole episode is him just feeling bad about himself because he thought oh, he was good. so amazing
0: <laughs> he should. yeah he should know better yep <laughs> I mean uh <clears throat> so Simon calls her a heartbreaker, and she counters um, that he might break her heart before demanding that they go to sleep immediately, which is, like, oh, so sweet. And I have one more thing to read, one more spot. Where is it? It's way far. Okay, here we go. So, this is in Simon's head. Somehow, now they fit where they hadn't before. Nothing was awkward or poking into him or banging against his leg. It didn't feel like childhood and sunshine, oh, and sunlight and gentleness. It felt strange and heated and exciting and powerful and different. I get it, Cassie. I I see what you're doing here, but come on. He was hooking up with her and Maya. Like, are you really saying that it took sucking Lizzie's, Izzy's, bl- Lizzie's blood, Izzy's blood, for him to get over Clary, like, and see the different? It just <sighs> They mm-hmm. he, they were already hooking up. Like I don't uh-huh. Like what? Yeah, what dramatically changed? I don't know. Right? I don't maybe she's more vulnerable, maybe he can, I, I I don't know. It just it feels weird that like I understand why the the comparison is in there the beginning Uh versus the end and you know the end caps and like i i see that we're trying to like show the change it just feels a little late like this should have come 800 pages ago yep what are we
2: doing In, in the last
0: or this should have happened actually in book three during before the war when him and izzy
1: first hooked up I don't remember that specifically. God, what am I an encyclopedia? <laughs> we will make you one
0: one of these days. You're gonna, you're gonna be like, hey, remember in book one when this happened? I will never like, read that no! book
3: again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, be like, it
0: happened. <sighs> Me. oh okay okay so you're never going to guess what happens next you guys oh clary wakes up <laughs> she wakes up and this Ugh. time it's in bed with a still sleeping jace and she peeks out the door finding the walls um and the rest of the apartment for that matter has been cleaned of blood as if nothing ever happened she's like oh shit did i dream that no i'm pretty sure that was real and i mean okay listen
2: yeah Sorry, then I'm interrupting you.
0: No
2: worries. But, like, there is no way he cleaned that up himself. There's no way Sebastian did that. Do you think, I feel like the house must have, like, a, like, it's enchanted enough already that it might, like, clean itself.
1: Yeah.
0: Or he's got some sort of, like, magic. Huh. Dark magic. I don't know. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, he's I'm sorry. A, yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah, it did sound like way too much to have cleaned up himself. And to not be making noise to where she noticed it was getting cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he would, like, that would be
2: something that he would think would be beneath him.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's no stains or anything. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. know. Hmm. I don't know. So... Clary snooping is interrupted by Sebastian as he asks if she's planning to wear her nightgown around the house, which barf. Ew. And when you said the V-Tang acquired nightgown, all I had in my head was like like a daddy dressing gown, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I was like, why? Uh? <laughs> I don't like it. I don't. Well, because of course, in it. my head. I, I automatically am like, what's the worst thing I can name this? What's a nickname I can use that's going to make somebody laugh? And then I gross myself out. <laughs> <laughs> I took it too far. It doesn't happen often. I, I can usually go pretty crazy. But then every once in a while, I go, huh! <laughs> It's it's And then now that Sebastian's like, he like comments on it. And like, she made a point of saying that like, these are the kinds of na- nightgowns that a man would buy for a woman that he wants to mm-hmm. see them in. Like, oh, why are you Where Jace's t shirt? What are you doing? Yes. I know.
2: Okay.
0: Ugh. Ugh,
2: well, and so it's like, listen, wrong. Frey, Jace said, let's go buy you new clothes so you're comfortable. And instead of that, you decided to fuck around all day yesterday. Right. Yeah. Come on.
0: Get your priorities straight. Yuck. Ugh. So, Clary justifiably skeeved the fuck out, makes her way, her excuses before darting back to the bedroom to change into a turtleneck and snow pants. (laughs) (laughs) From her room, she hears voices uh, and recognizes the girl from last night and Sebastian, who she's surprised, like, she's like, oh, shit, she's not dead. I really thought he was lying. Like, I thought she was for sure murked. Like... I was like, well, I'm glad you got a nice sleep, even though you thought there was a dead girl in your apartment. Yeah,
1: right? So it turns out that Sebastian wasn't lying about the sleeping girl in his room, obviously, which is surprising. (laughs) So Clary showers and the whole time she's thinking about like if she can trust Sebastian or Why is she even freaking having these thoughts that she even could trust Sebastian? Like, just the whole time. And she gets dressed in the clothes purchased for Jocelyn, which are so early aughts. You guys, listen. (laughs) I know that these clothes were purchased before that. And I don't think we know exactly when, right? Could have been in the late 90s, maybe, or early 90s, probably. seems more like it. Or Uh do we think it was... After she ran away.
0: I feel like it's. I think it was before he came and got her. Uh-huh. So, so maybe it's not too old.
1: Took a few yeah.
0: Years. Uh-huh. Okay. It's, so, not, it's only been six
1: months. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. We have no idea. So she picks out. I think it was jeans. And a silk shirt with a bow. Like a tie bow at the neck. And if that doesn't scream. Business casual in a nightclub. Just like. We used to dress. (laughs) I don't know what else does. Why did we we dress that way? She probably put a bump in her hair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. The fucking, the the silk tank tops. (sighs) Yes. With the lace edging that we all wore. In every color. We had every fucking color.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were like crinkle, like crepe paper. A lot uh, well, of them. Yeah,
0: and it was, well, yeah, you, you get the crinkle ones or you get the all silk ones. Like, uh-huh. Those usually were, like, pink or something or black. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And layering. I mean, I still wear my security tank top every single day. I can't. <laughs> I can't not. It's just, I seriously probably have at least 20 of them in, mm-hmm. in black and white.
0: Anyway. I have updated. I, I, I mm. like, I like i have a security bralette that i wear instead of a okay. tank top
1: mm-hmm. okay they're not my tank tops are not still from then. like i've purchased new ones no of
0: course <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Right. just just so, the yeah. habit of wearing a tank yes top so your your clothes don't touch your skin yes it's weird <laughs> <laughs> look it's totally normal most people, for all of human history, will wear wear clothes, have been wearing something between their bodies and their regular clothes.
2: Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know,
0: whether it be a, a chemise or whatever, to protect your clothes. That's exactly clothes what this are is. Clothes expensive. From, like, <laughs> your sweat. Um.
2: Listen, I real. gave up on that when Costco got rid of my Kirkland signature brand tank top. hmm Because nothing just fits the same. Yeah.
1: God, we're (sighs) fucking old. I know. It's amazing. Bring them back. (laughs) Mine are these, like, gross microfiber ones I get from Walmart for literally, like, $3. They're just the best. So Mm -hmm. cozy. Okay.
0: (gasps) And then the jeans. Because the the boot jeans, right? But with Mm -hmm. pointy-toed high heels. Absolutely. Yes. yes. <laughs> I had
1: brown ones still, and they were my favorite. Listen,
2: I feel like I didn't get to fully come into that era of fashion. Mm. Okay. Like a little bit of it. And then my kid was born and like everything. So mm-hmm. I'm ready for that to come back because I want to live it.
1: Yeah. I was just, mm-hmm. you You guys are younger than me. I mean, <clears throat> not by much, obviously, but enough for fashion to be different. And I didn't get to dig all the way into it either. So. Mm-hmm. I agree. let's do it. Let's just do it ourselves. We will be the ones to bring those back. bringing it back. yeah, and I wore heels like every day anyway. this is insane mm-hmm. I, it was okay, so that's how Clary's dressed, okay just picture it and when she opens the door, she hears Jace Tien. that's how we're what we're <laughs> calling them right because I'm yeah. so into it. I'm
0: awesome. into it. <laughs>
1: So they're laughing downstairs and she can smell food cooking. And then I quote, "Okay, she took the glass stairs two at a time. No, she didn't. (laughs) All we do in this book is talk about how tiny she is. There's no way she skipped a step going down. There's no way. They're glass on top of it. Have you ever tried to skip a step going down the stairs? That's insane. Our tiny legs. Come uh-huh.
0: on. <laughs> There's no Cause way. Because if- our femurs aren't long enough to lift the leg in order to clear, to yes. get the second leg down the two steps. It's just not going to happen. No. No.
1: I, I mean, even you. just going up the stairs, I have to hold on to the railing to try to skip mm-hmm. steps. It's not faster.
0: <laughs> Unless she's jumping down, like skipping down the steps. Like that's the, only, boy. Option. Yes, that's yes. the only option. Yes. And then at the
2: end, she has to jump up and hit the ceiling.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> the The door frame. The frame. Yes. To, yes,
0: to prove her virality. Yes. Yes.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I just, she needs a sleeping bag and fly down the stairs that way.
1: Yes, yeah. I don't know. These glass stairs freak me out. Like anything can happen. I just, by the way, I, I forgot to like... tell you guys. What? <laughs> no, go ahead. Mine is so off topic.
0: Nothing glass. I was just going to say for those listening at home, like a quick PSA, glass stairs are a red flag. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean,
1: yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like the foundation of this townhouse can't be very strong because it's constantly moving so glass stairs just seem like a really bad idea structurally okay <laughs> yeah, i feel like your permits did not get approved yeah definitely not okay so there was i don't remember what happened what we were doing something My husband was like, oh, should we take a bath together? And I just started laughing uncontrollably. And he was like, what? And I was like, no, I don't even want to take a bath. Don't you know it hangs over our backyard and there's nothing underneath the bathtub? (laughs) And he was just like, no, I had no idea you were so afraid of taking a bath. And we had this whole conversation about the bathtub. I had to take him outside and show him our bathtub from the backyard. It was a whole thing. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I don't... I Not unless I... Not until I see the fucking... The design papers and I know exactly. that this signed off by Prove an it. architect. Yes. <laughs>
2: Do you have a rigid center support? I'll your
1: the answer oh is God. no. No, we don't. <laughs> like, he's going to put a 2 by 4 or a 4 by 4 up there for us. Underneath it outside. Just to be safe. <laughs> okay. So anyway, she didn't do that, but she gets downstairs, okay? Jace is cooking, and Sebastian's just, like, hanging. And Clary really likes the look of her mans, all fresh in the AM, being all cute, you know? And um, this is, like, totally a bummer that she's experiencing all these cool, like, relationship firsts with this dude that isn't really Jace. This isn't really her boyfriend, and this is still her relationship, and, like, it's just a real bummer why are you the boys yes the boys see clary and jace is like hey how do you like your eggs scrambled or fried and i was like ew no one wants fried and then i was like wait robin loves fried eggs it's weird also i think it's weird that he made an omelet for whoever he just made either him or or sebastian and then he's not offering to make her an omelet what if she wanted onions and green peppers you know it's rude
0: Well, right. It almost feels like it's like halfway, right? Like, okay, so if if he doesn't ask her if she wants an omelet, is that because he knows that she doesn't want one? And if he does, then he would know how she likes her eggs. So why ask her in the first place?
1: Yes, yes. Too many questions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God, we're because in reality, (laughs) what you want when you like eggs is an omelet with an overeasy egg on top, so you get the runny egg over your omelet. What? So good. Yum. I'd never. Oh, no, now you will. Know. <laughs> oh, ma'am. You
0: no. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking for real.
1: <laughs> okay, so she asks for Scrambled. And, um,. She's really surprised that he even knows how to make eggs, which I am, too, after the whole talk in whatever book it was, Kristen, I'm sure you know when Izzy tried to make food. <laughs> book one. <Yeah>. Book one. <laughs> and he's like, dude, who doesn't know how to make eggs? Like, these are so basic. And both she and Sebastian, like, it, it feels like kind of meekly raise their hands, and mm-hmm. it's this awkward nature versus nurture going on in my head. Like, uh-uh. why don't they know how to make eggs? Is it weird that they both raised their hands at the same time? I don't know. Also, I have to point out that my little brother makes really good scrambled eggs. If you're ever in the need, just go get him. Mm-hmm. They're good.
0: Camping eggs, so, uh, I feel. I yes. Know, uh-huh. I will never understand this. <laughs> I don't, I will never understand how you have failed as a parent. If your child cannot perform basic, basic making of food at 16, yes. 17 years old, <laughs> what, what are you doing? They should be able to make themselves a sandwich, make themselves eggs. Maybe a quesadilla, a grilled cheese Mm -hmm. at the very least. My daughter makes fucking pasta a la vodka. She's fifteen. Amazing. Like Mm -hmm.
1: I what are you doing? This is ridiculous. And especially for Clary. I guess it seems like Sebastian was alone a lot. Sebastian. Mm-hmm.
0: I, yeah, I feel like, I'm like, Sebastian, how do you not know how to, how was that not one of the millions, he made you learn Latin and Greek, but didn't right. fucking teach you how to
1: make eggs? <laughs> he has an allergy, V-Tang. <laughs> Who fed him? Did they have servants? They
0: must have had servants. That's the only ex- explanation. I just it's feel not like, like he was going going alone. It's not like he was fucking McDonald's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's just rolling up into mickey d's Get mickey d's t-
2: nuts as <laughs> my children would say so we are knee deep in that
0: oh, oh my
1: god okay oh, makes me so crazy clary sits down at the table to eat these eggs and like there's other food and stuff on the table and she said the bacon that's round and i don't know what the fuck that means canadian. does that mean canadian, canadian? bacon yeah it's one thing you. I can think of. That's a weird thing to have, as a, I don't know, as a side. So um, she notices that there's a literal change in scenery. <laughs> 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 there's no longer the canal. There is a castle. <clears throat> and um, so and apparently have an errand to run today. So they're in Prague now. And Clary is quickly oh. shot down by Sebastian when she asks if she can go with them. <laughs> Jace tries to throw her a bone and tell Sebastian, like, "Oh, maybe she could come. Like, there's no danger involved." But um, he doesn't really fight very hard, and even tells Sebastian, like, eh, "It's your decision. Like, whatever." And mm-hmm. she's like, "That's that's not you at all. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> not what I wrote, but that's what I'm saying." <laughs> anyway, she knows that Jace would fight for his right for his girlfriend to come with them. That's it. That's all I have to say. No.
0: Read what you read. (laughs) No. Ma'am.
1: How dare you. Okay. He would totally fight for what he wants. And he has a right to party.
3: For those of you Party has nothing to do
2: with this. Why did I have to do that? Because it was in my head. Well, they're traveling in an adventure party in I love a group. It. So it was a yes. very good niche D&D reference. Good job. No. <laughs>
1: okay, great. Fantastic. I'm a nerd now. I didn't even know it, you guys
0: i know we we infiltrated you it was a sneaky we converted yes. you sneakily it was we very sneaky. You sneaky, a nerd. sneaky
2: you're like a sleeper agent we're it activating only took you four yeah. years
0: of consistency but
1: we broke through <laughs> oh my god okay so jace goes to get his stuff and i personally had a little bit of anxiety thinking about him leaving the room and like leaving sebastian Mm. and clary alone like Mm -hmm. if i were her i'd be frustrated that he left me with sebastian but i guess he isn't like she can't really confide in him that she doesn't feel comfortable so he it's just he should just know Mm -hmm. somehow i don't know So while Jace is gone, Sebastian notices that Clary isn't eating her eggs, and she admits that she doesn't actually like eggs very much. And of course, he's just got to be a freaking weirdo. And he points out that she would probably lie about that to him, to Jace, like forever and ever. And he would just continue to make eggs for her every day of their lives. And she would just like feed them to the dog or something. I don't know. Like. I feel like <laughs> Kristen
2: had the same lesson for us earlier in this chapter.
0: <laughs> yep. Don't fake it, you guys. You're setting yourself up for failure.
1: Yep. You're just gonna get eggs also, every day.
0: Does this mean that me and Sebastian think alike?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, I think it does. I think it does. I, I yeah. that doesn't bother me as much as I wish it did. Right. <laughs> it was I mean he's funny. It's it's okay. And we know he's pretty good looking, right? So yeah. <laughs> How is that not as bad? <laughs> I don't know. It just for me, it's a little awkward because of him thinking about the two of them together forever and always. But mm-hmm. I, whatever. I don't know. He's just weird. So I think that's why I feel off about it. Anyway, so um, Cleary quotes the Sealy Queen. And at first I thought she did this in her head, but it sounds like she did it out loud. She says, love makes us all, love makes liars of us all. And Sebastian is like, bam. Yes, girl, you get it. Damn, we are so much alike. This is amazing. (laughs) And then he just starts to take off his shirt. 50 points to (laughs) Griffin. Like,
0: you earned this. Right?
3: (laughs)
1: You may redeem those fifty points now. Here's my shirt. <laughs> yeah. So at first I did not like the way this was going, and either does Clary, she's like, Wow, well, What's happening?" And he's like, "Dude, chill, okay? Like, I just want you to give me a strength rune because I heard you're like totally the bee's knees at doing rune shit. So, <laughs> you know." <laughs> That was your very best Roseanne laugh. That was amazing. (laughs) You are the knees of the bees. Yeah. (laughs) So she makes a deal with him. She will give him the rune if he lets her go with them on their errand. And he was just like, okay, cool. Like it was not, it it was not an issue at all. So it's weird that he ever even said no. So I don't know. To me, that seems suspicious, but whatever. Almost like Uh he wanted her to fight for it so she could feel like she got a win or something. It just feels like Mm -hmm. there's some motive there. He's
2: very manipulative, so there's always something underhand at play. Mm -hmm. It's icky.
1: So she obviously has to use his steely stele since they confiscated hers when she got there, which I'm still not cool with. So he turns around, which actually I think she tells him to turn around. Like, girl, why do you get to decide where he puts his runes? I don't know, he obeyed, so whatever. So she notices that he has scars on his back that are not rune scars. And they look like whip marks. And of course, she asks has to ask who done it. And I'm gonna read this shit because it's sad. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who do you think? Our father, he said. He used a whip made of demon metal so Noah Razi could heal them they're meant to remind me. I'm sorry, I typoed there and it was really icky. I'm sorry that I did that. Okay, I'm going to continue. Remind you of what? Of the perils of obedience. Then I skipped some, you know, internal whatevers and then it keeps going. Don't you mean disobedience? I mean what I said. (laughs) That's how he sounded in my head. Do they hurt? all The time impatiently, he glanced back over his shoulder. What are you waiting for? So, we got a little snippy there. We've huh? we actually hit a nerve with Sebastian, I, which is interesting.
2: I um, think that you should read the books now. It's a great voice. <laughs> you should just, just redo them as the narrator. Thank you. What do you want, you freaking idiot? <laughs> <sighs> uh. <laughs> who do you think our father of course <laughs> he's a whip made of demon metal so no rocks you could
1: heal them they're meant to remind me <laughs> it's so amazing it's drunk history we have to do it <laughs> oh my god but- i know we've talked about it <laughs> uh, just like all the worst scenes Yes. We could just get Robin yeah. and
0: drunk and make her do the sex scenes. We can. I'll, I'll. I'll. be one person. You be the other person. We'll read it out loud. And then
1: I'm the, literally dead. The third one
0: could be like the narrator inside our heads. Yes. <laughs> I like uh, this. That sounds perfect. Okay. We'll do that on our ghost guys tonight. What do you guys think he means here? I
2: listen. I don't fucking know. And I was hoping one of you would elaborate on it. Because when I was... It was like 2 o'clock in the morning when this was happening for me. So I was very much kind of like out of it. And I was like, maybe when we get back to it, I'll have a better... (sighs) Idea.
0: I mean, I have an idea of what I think it means, but I don't know if it's right. I mean, when he says that the scars remind him of the perils of obedience... I think what he means is the perils of his obedience under his father and his father is dead now and he gets to do what he wants to do and that reminds him that when you're under somebody else's thumb they have control of you and so he is you Mm -hmm. know beautiful yes Mm -hmm. beautiful (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so he's just like I'm my own man. I'm my own boss. Uh I hurt other people because no one will hurt me ever again.
2: Clary's like, thinking about probably back in the day it was disobedience. And then he's just, like, I've rewritten the script. Right.
1: Yes. You're the smartest fucking person I know. (laughs) It's just very sad. I don't know. Like, it makes me feel for him a little bit. Like... He's fucking weird, obviously, and he has demon in him. Mm-hmm. But like, so do warlocks, and they can still be good people. Like, I wish mm-hmm. there were a way to make him better because I think he's pretty funny, honestly. So, well, and
0: yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the question, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. I feel like that's the the theme of the last three of these books that you know kind of revolve around Sebastian and him, him being the baddie and stuff. I think that is the the question is. If he were raised by Jocelyn, would he have been any different? Because he was raised Uh by Valentine for a long time. But Valentine was abusive and used Jace as a tool to manipulate Sebastian. And so he never was given an opportunity.
1: Yeah. I also
2: like (sighs) not to be a Deborah here. But like, (laughs) it's crazy that. He did that like you would think the kid that he pulled from a dead woman's womb would be the one he abused, like not his own child. What the Mm -hmm. hell, man? Well,
1: the one from a dead woman's womb had angel blood and not Mm -hmm. demon.
0: I yeah, I think I think that he had ideas. And then when Jonathan was born, he was like, oh, fuck. And Jonathan was a reminder of his hubris, right? His overreaching that he did because the angels, the angel kids, didn't come until after. Both Jace and Clary are mm-hmm. younger than Sebastian, mm-hmm. so it was very much a he recognized the error of his ways. But Jonathan Sebastian represents his failure and his. Embarrassment in his hubris, where he thought he was greater than what he is, um, and so that was like his shame that he hid, and that's why no one ever knew about Jonathan. But I think that's why he, that and she was the reason that Jocelyn left him. So there, you know, there was like a compound issue oh. of he lost everything because of him. He was the bad decision, right? Yeah. I
1: don't know. And he no, doesn't you look do like know. the dude from um, Goonies. I don't know why. I just feel like that's how they treat him. Okay, so Clary thought about how E, while she's doing the rune, she thinks about how easy it would be to make uh, Sebastian, like mark him with something that would make him sick or something. And, of course, like, come on, the twinning thing, like, you know, that's not going to work. But, like, Mm -hmm. she's thinking about giving him a rune that would, like, twist his stomach or something. And I'm just like, why is that
2: a rune? Why? I think just because she could create
1: something because she's. Well, that's exactly my thought here. Like, it's too bad that while she's doing this, a rune didn't come to her that was just, like, detach them somehow. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. bummer. But, you know. We're only halfway through the book, so of course not. (laughs) So just in plot, Jace comes back as soon as she's done. And um, she tells him that she gets to go with them. And um, she doesn't need to change into gear or anything. But Sebastian suggests that she go, like, she get prepared. Because, you know, shadow hunters live by the Boy Scouts motto. So Mm -hmm. he goes to the weapons room to get her something. And she is, like, kicking herself that she hadn't thought about the weapons room like either looking for it or checking it i think it was that she hadn't even looked for it um because obviously she's being very sneaky when she's searching so it would make sense for her to be in the weapons room and if she got caught <laughs> um but um it, she feels like it might have given her a clue of what they're really up to and i'm just like how would like some seraph blades and daggers give you a clue like it's just clear also just like so bad at this she's the worst person to spy literally
0: literally she's been here for
1: one night like come on lady yes yeah it's like when she gets over i'm sure robin brings it up but when she starts talking to simon and she's like talking about the scenery like bitch get on with it
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay anyway rom-com
1: Yes. So Sebastian comes back with a weapons belt and a dagger and with, with a dagger and a seraph blade for Clary. And he decides to like creepily put it around her waist for her and like mm. attach it. And, <laughs> and just, why? I don't why? like
0: it. I have this on my legs yep. and my arms right now. I don't
1: like it. It's so strange. And then they step, sh- step through a shimmering doorway. That, to me, just sounds like a portal. Like, let's just call Mm -hmm. it a portal, okay? Okay, so then we get a sneak peek into Maris's POV, which is cool. And she's in the library, and she doesn't know how long she's been there, really, because her desk looks like mine at the end of the day on a Friday. There's used Mm -hmm. coffee cups just, like, aligned up the front, out of the way. There's a knock at the door, and it's brother (gasps) Zachariah. Maris had called on the Silent Brothers and expected it to be Brother Enoch. But Rosie tells her that he had heard uh, that she had called for them and figured it had something to do with Jace. So he came instead because he's a chismosa when it comes to, I guess he would be a chismoso. Or
0: mm-hmm. is it
1: still? Okay. He is a chismoso when it comes to the Herondales. Yes. I know he's that Enoch know. is my elder, but I'm here for it. Okay, mm-hmm. I gotta be here. Yep. And so she shows him the map on the wall um, with like, sounds like it's a map on the wall with a little like shelf underneath, which is cute and creepy. I don't know. Like this is what we do when someone's missing. This is how we search mm-hmm. for them. Like it's funny. I don't know. It's just, anyway. So um, it is something of Jace's and something of v And the thing of V-Tang's, Right, is it V Tang's or am I thinking? I think it is. And it has V Tang's blood on it. It's not Sebastian's, I think it's Sebastian's blood. blood. Is it? But I, Because I was thinking as I'm reading, I'm like, how would they be able to find Sebastian off of V Tang's blood? But maybe I'm thinking wrong. Anyway, it has someone's blood and they're using mm-hmm. it to try to find Sebastian. So she tells him that um, it's not tracking Jace accurately. So. Then she goes into the story about when she was in the circle, V-Tang had used a rune that tracked all of the circle members wherever they went, except like certain protected places. And um, so I guess hers is like a white mark on her scalp, like under her hair that you, you can't even see. And it made me think, so I have something else that I actually wrote about, but then I was driving today and I was thinking, I was like, what, did Jocelyn have one of those? Probably. Why wasn't he able to find her after she went missing? I don't know. Anyway,
0: she had Magnus performing cloaking magic on her, I believe,
1: and so that would override it. I would assume. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only thing that could make sense. Well, and
0: everything of hers got burned in the fire, so I didn't know that he had anything to trace her. Uh huh. Mm -hmm.
1: That's a good point.
2: not that you care. I'm going to tell you. I'll read Thank this. Thank you. Uh, one was a... Sh- there were... Uh, on a shelf below the map were two objects. One was a shard of glass crusted with dried blood. The other was a worn leather cuff bracelet decorated with the rune for angelic power. These are Jace Herondale's cuff and Jonathan Morganstern's blood. Okay. okay. Thank you. That no.
1: makes more sense. Yep. I don't know why I thought it said Valentine's, and I was like, that's weird. Okay. So... um. So anyway, Maris is talking about the white mark that she has and she's like, duh, I don't know why I didn't think about it sooner. Basically, like Jace probably has one of these two and it's so small, he probably doesn't even know that he has it. So using that, she was able to find Jace on the map and she knows that it's him because the cuff thing that's on the shelf flares up when the map flares. So like she can see where he's at and they flare at the same time, whatever. But Sebastian's doesn't show up. And then here's where I asked questions about why Valentine's blood would help us find Sebastian. So ignore Mm. that. Anyway, so Mm -hmm. um, his flickers are popping up in different cities so quickly that she's not sure what's going on, like how he's traveling so fast. But she knows he's alive. And that's the most important part. So.
0: I love love that this townhouse is basically a
1: VPN. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well and they this were is... in where were they venice for so like for so long why did it just bounce are they in a different time zone sort of situation you know what i mean like a... she was sleeping R- yeah maybe mm-hmm. she got it just at the tail end as they were leaving so anyway i feel bad for maris she's worried about all of her kids right obviously she's worried about jace Alec and Izzy are at Magnus's and she misses them and she doesn't want to call them back home because, you know, Alec at the very least would be expected to do like head up the search for Jace. So that would suck. And um, because obviously they're going to want to kill him if they find him. Right. And um, obviously her heart hurts for Max every single day. Like she just hurts so bad she feels like her heart is breaking and she's dying and... All of the things that you can even imagine are the emotions uh-huh. you would go through in an awful situation that way. So she admits that um, she knows that she should tell the clave what she's found, but she is totally scared because obviously if they find Jace, they will kill him. And so she's telling the silent brothers to kind of get it off of her for conscience. And um, like she's just going to leave the decision up to them. If they report it to the clave, they do. Whatever, but she basically she doesn't want to be the one to turn him in. So she's telling them. And mm-hmm. Brother Zachariah is like, Well, you didn't really share information that the clave doesn't know. Like, he's traveling too fast for them to find him. And that's about that's about it. Like, that's we know he's alive and then he's traveling fast. What have you provided me? So he's like, I'll keep your secret for now. But for some reason, she's like, but but you're a, a, cl- a servant to the clave. Why, why would you do that? Girl, just take the win. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But. <laughs> take the W. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, dude, I was a shadow hunter once too. And I had feelings and I cared about people. Totally get it. So she asks him, you know, this feels like the right time. Did you ever have kids? Mm. And I just feel like she doesn't know his story, obviously, but ouch.
0: Ouch. Mm-hmm.
1: uh-huh <laughs> let's bring it up
2: yeah hey, don't worry brother snack is like nah fuck them kids <laughs> jk but he does say that he never had children he lets her know that and not that maris knows he was a baby when he became a silent brother but he was he was a baby okay
3: mm-hmm. right? yeah he
2: had no children and Maris says that she's sorry to hear that, but he brushes it off and goes to tell her not to let her fear for Jace devour her. He's a Herondale after all, and there are many Rebas. A survivor. <laughs> and one day I'll stop using that joke, but today is not the day. <laughs> and then Maris has to answer back in song form, and she's like, yeah, right. He's a Lightwood. The boy is mine.
1: <laughs> oh, now I got to listen to that song today.
2: Yeah. Who was it? It's uh, Brandy and... And Monica. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Monica. Okay. Yeah. It's a good
0: song. Mm-hmm. I was so There's... into Moesha. Did you guys watch Moesha?
1: Okay. I did,
0: yes. Oh, I was obsessed with that show. <laughs> I would have
1: been. I just don't think I got the channel or something.
2: I mean, okay, here's the deal. I never got to watch... Never, ever, ever been one of those kids that ever watched a sitcom or series all the way through. Because mm-hmm. I never had control of the TV and what we were watching. Yeah. But it is one of those that when I could catch it, I did watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was too much information. Obviously, after school cartoons, because nobody was home yet. I was by myself.
0: Mm.
3: But
2: not I, anything
0: primetime. Man, I never watched cartoon Like, past the age of, like, eight, I didn't watch cartoons. Like, by the time I was nine, I was watching Friends
1: and Frasier and Seinfeld. And- yes. Yeah. I would go to my friend's house after school, and we would watch um, TRL oh, and yeah. Safe by the Bell.
2: Oh, yeah. You yeah. people in your cable TV. And I know. Next. I didn't have it.
0: And all that. Well, yep. and I, I was a big, like, uh, UPN girl. Like, I loved mm. UPN. All the shows on UPN were my favorite. Yeah. You that were CW too. And CW, yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved my basic channels because that's what I got in my bedroom because
1: I didn't get get cable in my bedroom. (laughs) So crazy how the world has changed. The other day I had to Uh convince my four-year-old to turn off his show so I could watch a Netflix show. Like, (laughs) like, my mom would have never done that. (laughs) Yeah, because we only have two users and my daughter was
2: watching one too. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have a TV in my bedroom until I was an adult with my own place. Same. Fully fledged. I'm yeah. the
0: opposite. I had a TV in my bedroom when I was young. I mean, I think I, think I got one when I was like 10. Um, but as an adult, I refused to have a TV in my bedroom.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We don't use ours very often, but.
0: My bedroom is for sleeping. I want to go to sleep when I go into my bedroom. If you want I'm to watch TV, crazy. do it in the living room. I watch my She also my phone. has a ranch house, so mm-hmm. I feel like that makes mm-hmm. a difference. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Not like you're a ranch family, honestly. <laughs> we a are a ranch family. Home. This is
0: also true. Yeah.
2: You don't have to. Yeah, upstairs.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to put the train back on the tracks here, okay? Thank you. Okay. There's awkward silence. That follows brother Zachariah telling her that he's a Herondale, the exchange. And he's just like, whoa, it wasn't trying to imply otherwise, like, I know Jace, like, you consider him your son, whatever. Oops. Just hit something. And then he's like, hey, by the by, if Jace's location stays lit up on this map for any extended period of time, you are going to be obligated to tell the clave and you should... Be prepared in case that happens. Like, notify Mm -hmm. us, we'll notify them, whatever, but be prepared. Be
3: prepared. (laughs) Be
2: prepared. Yeah. Now they're Boy Scout
3: hyenas.
2: (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) And of course, Maris doesn't want to fathom the idea of turning Jason because, as Aunt Deb from Nemo would say, he's just a boy. I feel like her name is deb i did not look up the name of the fish but i feel like it's deb the starfish
1: yeah right? i don't know i feel like that maybe the i'm thinking sister. when he says anti-flow i don't know yeah yeah i don't know anyway it doesn't matter that's hilarious I starfish. Knew what you
2: were talking about. Yeah. yeah anyway of course brother zachariah says that like he was never just a boy because I feel like once you're Silent Brother, you've got to be a little fucking dramatic. And then he leaves yeah. the room and Maris returns to stare back at her map. Yeah. And then we have a biffle briefing between Simon and Clary via what I'm saying are Vulcan mind rings. I know they're not. That's what I'm going with. Mm-hmm. And so as Amanda was talking about earlier, they exchange Sorry. white people small talk about the time difference and the city. Like, that's cold here, kiddo. And then they get down to the (laughs) nitty-gritty, briefing each other on, like, what's the lowdown. So Clary tells Simon, I almost said climbing, that was that, Uh, that she's pretty sure Jace isn't getting, like, subterfuge vibes from her. But her bro jam is a much harder person to decipher and to read. She doesn't know if he's onto her or whatever. She did try to snoop around his room, but it came up fruitless. She's got no leads at this point. Simon, on the other hand, shares their attempt to sweet-talk a prince of hell into making them a weapon that will MDK Sebi and spare Jace. And surprisingly enough to me, Clary knows who Azazel is. I was thinking that, too. And she's, like, shooketh. She's like, oh my god, that's why you were talking about the Smurfs. I get it now. Why the fuck would you do that? Why are you dabbling in the dark side? Like, she says, basically, she's riding the bench on Team Evil. And Simon and co are team good. Okay. So they can't. They got to stay up on the high horse. They can't dabble in the devilish dark side. And then they kind of end the conversation. It's short. It's a little briefing. And when the conversation ends, we switch from Simon's POV to Clary's POV. So basically he answered the call. She's hanging up. And she's taking in the sights of the city. The boys are walking ahead to show Okay, I didn't write this in here because I was was very early and I was very tired. But she basically excused herself from them to go look at the sights and like steer over a bridge while she's having this mental conversation with Simon. And when she meets back up with them, they start walking ahead of her, which is fucking rude. So rude. Mm -hmm. It's very rude. Don't do that. Okay. Mm
3: -mm.
2: (laughs) They're chatting amongst themselves. Couple paces ahead, or whatever. And Clary, in her internal monologue, is talking about how she is purposely not joining in because she just wants to be silent. And that way she's able to enjoy the city more. And I know this feeling she's feeling. I feel like I've done it before, but I'm getting secondhand embarrassment about it. Like, you are so pretentious right now. What are you doing? But it's, and I feel that way because I feel like I was that also have done that before. So I just was, I wanted to move on. I wanted to move forward. (laughs) (laughs) So Cassie really waxes poetic about the city for like a couple of pages. It's Mm -hmm. old. It's gorgeous. I had to Google where Prague is because I am an uncultured swine. And the trio end up in like a town square situation and they order cider and sausages, which sausages sound great. Cider, no thanks, but hot, some hot beverage <laughs> and a cider. and a, No, sorry, a sausage. Some hot beverage and a sausage sounds great right now.
0: That is the title of this episode is a hot beverage <laughs> and a sausage.
2: You got some hot beverage.
0: It's gotta be ambiguous.
2: It's gotta be ambiguous. In this food, pre food cart pod, food cart pod, okay, there's a giant clock. And as the hour chimes, the doors open and like 12 figures come out. And Sebastian's like, oh, those are the 12 apostles. Let me be dramatic and emo because it's what I do. So he tells them all the story about how supposedly the king who commissioned the clock to be made had the maker's eyes like taken out after it was done. So it, he couldn't make anything more beautiful. This would be his most beautiful thing he's ever made. <sighs> oh, you gotta, he's a Deborah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Clary is icked out from the story. So she slides closer to Jace. And she is commenting on how many girls are stopping to stare at him. Even though she was just asking if anybody in the world could find his scars attractive except her.
0: So I guess she answered
2: her own fucking question.
0: What the fuck? (sighs) I don't know. I don't know where society got it in their head. That scars are ugly. But I feel like we've we've kind of gone through this. They're yes. not <laughs> mm-hmm. we talked about this already, but like
2: she's just such a teenage girl. And she's written she is. like a teenage girl because she mm-hmm. is one. And if you okay, not you know what I mean. Like I know. Like, not just the fact that she's a teenager, it's her personality, is yeah. yeah she's a mouthful. Uh-huh. Like, your teenage daughter wouldn't have that mm-hmm. narrative because your teenage daughter's not like that. But you know what I mean? It's just, it's the blueprint. She can make pasta.
0: Yeah. It's
2: the blueprint.
0: And- <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of annoying things going on in her head.
2: <laughs> but at the same time, I feel called out on it, which is also kind of why well, I'm a little, like, some of, of the stuff. Course. I'm like, mm.
0: Of course. We feel a little sting because we're older and wiser now, but we see ourselves in these bitches. We're like, fuck yeah, I was that bitch. I was a pick me. Uh Oh God, I was a pick me. Uh
2: huh. Uh, Yeah. Yes. All the things. So when we're digging on Clary, we're actually kind of also digging on ourselves.
1: Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah,
2: For yes sure. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just PSA. Okay, so she scoots closer to Jace, internally, counting all the chicks that are checking out her arm candy, and then she tells Sebastian that the story is that story sadistic. And he remarks, like his response to that to that is saying, The past is another country. And if nothing If Jace has never, ever once struck a chord to you that he might be a Herondale, this (laughs) will say that, yes, he is a Herondale. Because he cannot stop himself from correcting this literature quote, (laughs) saying that it actually, the actual saying is, the past is a foreign country. Okay? You're wrong. You said that wrong. Duh. And... (laughs) just Herondale's gonna Herondale Uh
3: uh-huh
2: and Sebastian's like yeah whatever I don't care it's time to move out and the seemingly basic interaction between the two of them has Clary's mind like reeling because as far as it had been explained to her Lilith's blood magic bond meant that Jace was supposed to think that everything Sebastian did was right but he clearly just corrected him. Like, could could this be a sign that the bond is lessening? Maybe from her presence in the last 24 hours, I'm assuming? <laughs> that part is left unwritten, but I feel like that's kind of what we're alluding to
0: here. Oh, boy.
2: And she tells herself it's a bad idea to hope that it could be, but that's all she has at the moment. That's mm. it. So they start walking, and they make their way on and oh basically head to Nocturne Alley. Like, they take a turn, <laughs> they're in Nocturne Alley, okay? The walkway narrows. The sun's blocked out. Apparently, there's, like, old-timey gas lamps still going on. A lot of the shops are closed. It's sketch. But there's one open with some glass bottles in the window. And Clary's surprised when Sebby leads them that way. She's like, what does he want to do with glass bottles in <laughs> there? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Inside the shop, it is filled to the brim with gadgets and gizmos aplenty, well, treasures and knickknacks, and I just get this feeling like it's described kind of like Lane's mom shop on Gilmore Girls, and it's totally my jam. And I'm into that. I want to go visit. Mm-hmm. I want to see what you have for sale. Tell me, so Sebastian. Sorry, I, I lost my um place. I didn't. Oh no! You thank you for filling my dead space. Okay. Sebastian starts to talk to the store clerk and check. And he, the store clerk is giving Klaes some bombastic side eye.
3: Not into it.
2: And Clary notices his eyes are red, so she tries to see through like obviously she's like this bitch is glamored let me try to peel it away but it's a doozy and so all she's able to do is basically see the figure in its actual form but it's coming in flashes between the way it wants to present itself as a human and then its true demon form and this is not important but i'm going to read it to you okay Tall and human shaped with gray skin and ruby red eyes, a mouth full of pointed teeth that jutted every which way and long serpentine arms that ended in heads like an eels, narrow, evil looking and toothy. And like, how the fuck does he get anything done with heads for hands? I have no idea. Like, even Edward <laughs> Scissorhands had five pairs of scissors, like, to make kind of makeshift fingers.
0: <laughs> well, the question is... is demon, for eyes is all I can think of. <laughs> well, this demon... Okay, so it has head for hands, but do, do those heads have brains? And do they act independently of themselves? Oh. I'm, I'm
2: getting very, like deuce from um, Monster High vibes where his hair the snakes in his hair uh-huh. kind of have their own little personalities but yeah. he is like the main controller of them
0: right uh-huh.
2: okay
0: yeah I could see that
2: I mean I don't know that's what I'm getting
0: I don't but I don't like that his teeth are pointed in all different directions I don't I really don't like that <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh huh so jace like i feel like he can see clary like trying to concentrate on the glamour thing and so he like bumps over to her and leans into whispers that it's a fetus demon and he compares like that type of demon is basically like a dragon hence the hoarding like it's got a hoarding problem with shiny trinkets like dragons do. And Sebastian is waist deep in a persuasion check, telling the shopkeeper demon that his companions are his brother and sister. And apparently, guys, this makes Clary physically shudder because she doesn't like pretending that Jace was her brother lover, even for the benefit of convincing the demon. But survey says that was a lie. Saw you holding hands and Idris you're not that grossed out by the thought of it.
3: <sighs> Ew. Ugh. Ew. Ugh. <laughs>
2: I just don't like why was that a plot point? I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I I don't know. It it makes for some good jokes. So I'm not going to yes. I'm not going to Yes. It go any further on it, but <laughs> Okay. I don't know. Anyway, the Vettis demon is not into Sebastian's tomfoolery. He promised to come alone. The demon, B- Mirik is his name, that's how I'm pronouncing it, has heard about V-Ting's daughter, but not another son. So he is suspicious. And Sevi goes on to say that Jace is adopted, but the demon is having a really hard time getting over the shy surprise. He is not into it. <laughs> so Sebastian decides to steer away from the issue at hand by presenting the Vettis demon with their payment. A hundred pennies from dead men's eyes, which he, like, dumps a freaking satchel, like a bag out on, and they spill out over the counter. And reading that, I just couldn't help but think of Old Maul, and I mm-hmm. really hope that she has found her hubby's wedding ring. Right? Just dead people, jewelry, I don't know, it mm-hmm. just made me think of it. So, one of the headed hands <laughs> fumbles over the table, like, <sighs> Whoa, and bites into the coin. God. And then the guy's voice, like like he's the the hands biting it, but the guy's like, ah, these coins are good, but not enough to buy what you seek. Oh and the wacky, wavy, inflatable, flailing arm. Tube head gestures upward at an unworked rock of Adamus, which Merrick calls, quote, the stuff of heaven. There it Hints is. The chapter title. There, there it you is. Go. Yeah, that's funny. Very descriptive, the stuff. It's like some hot beverage. It's just got to be ambiguous. Mm -hmm. So Sebi is pissed. Okay, he is mad. Big mad. Big mad. And Cleary can see a flash of evilness slide across his face before it washes away. And he, of course, tells the demon, like, bitch, you agreed upon this price. This was an agreement. But Mirik isn't into the fact that Sebastian brought, like, NPCs. And so I'm assuming the whole, like, evil alliance thing, like, this is, like, the demon is evil aligned. He's vicious mm-hmm. and malicious, right? Mm-hmm. And so now he's going to use this minor inconvenience to up the ante of the bargaining price because he sees that he wants more. He's a hoarding dragon. What else can he get out of it? So he decides that in order to switch, like, exchange for this Adamus, he also wants them to throw in a lock of quote his sister's pretty hair and Clary who apparently over all the horror movies the fairy tales actually living in the shadow world like none of that is enough for her to realize that nothing good like could come out of giving a literal demon a lock of your hair Right. so she comes forward and she's like cool take a snipping I don't give a shit (laughs) fuck Yeah, but it's all good because Jace once again is there to stop her erratic behavior, saying that not only is this guy a dealer in lifted goods, he's also a dark magician. Mm. And Sebastian calls attention to Murick by saying his name slowly. And I'm just, it says slowly, but I'm assuming it's also kind of like sing song Merrick. am <laughs> like a little tisk. He's not getting Clary's hair. And he's not backing out of their deal. No one cheats Valentine Morgenstern's son. Wait till you hear what my father has to say Yes, about this. same vibes. And Merrick is not fazed by Sebastian's threats uh, and laying down the law. He's like, well, you know what? Guess what, bitch? Newsflash. You aren't V-Tang, little boy. Just got to follow up with a little jet. He's got to hit him with a one-two for good measure. Just see how much he can make him mad. And Mirik starts to kind of talk about how awesome B-Tang is. He's like, he's a total supporter. But uh, he's pressed, again, all of, like, Sebastian's hot buttons. And now he's just ragey. Like, he has gone into evil overlord rage mode. It's been activated. So he tells Merrick that he's right and the fact that he's not like his daddy. He's actually more powerful and not apt to dealing with demons the same way b did. If he can't have their loyalty, he will just take their fear and consolation. Uh, so he's either going to get what he wants for the agreed upon price, or he's just going to kill him and take it. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And he immediately Fine. shows his willingness to make good on the promise by pulling out naming his seraph blade and throwing it into the demon. Just like bitch, ha. Huh? So a struck Merec starts muttering words in a different language, clearly casting a spell and or something. And Jace calls out to Cleary, like, watch yourself. Just as something Watch hits her yourself. Bitch, watch check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> so she gets hit on the shoulder, falls face first into the floor. She flips over onto her back, looking up and screaming like, I know this shit is scary. I couldn't even imagine. Okay, but she's always screaming like at one point her training is going to have to take over. Right. And she's going to stop having that reaction. Personally, I wouldn't. But anyway, it's like a nasty looking snake slash crocodile demon. It's looming over her. She's fumbling for her weapons belt as a creature, like, strikes at her with venom-dripping fangs from all its crocodile teeth.
3: Mm-mm.
2: And then that's it for them. That's it. It's all you get.
3: That's all <laughs> you know she happens. wrote. That's
2: all she wrote, literally. And uh, we're back over with Simon. He has fallen back asleep after talking to Clary. So he's waking up for the second time in the same chapter. Because <laughs> when they had their first... Vulcan mind ring conversation. Clary had woke him up and I don't, I really tried hard to picture this setup, but it said that Izzy was kneeling on the edge of the bed, applying an Arazi. And I just like, what does that look like? I don't was very, can't she just be standing or sitting on the edge of the bed? I don't know. I just—it was very lifeless like to me.
1: Her knees on the floor and like her arms on the bed, and she's like keeping her arms still. I would feel like, like you would praying, say,
2: like sort of leaning on the bed, or you would say, mm-hmm. I don't know, you wouldn't say kneeling on the edge of the bed. I don't know. I tried too hard to make it work in my brain, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's just user error, but it was
1: weird. Four oh four. So she's,
2: yeah, exactly. She's playing an eratzi to her fang wounds from last night. And Simon's getting the rocking tummy, like, wondering. It's just like, oh, he's like, oh, crap. Did it go too far? Was Is this going to mm-hmm. be very awkward now? Because that was awkward. And he's wondering if she regrets last night. But he decides he's going to play it as cool as he can, which isn't very cool because he's Simon. And so he was just like, hey, are you feeling all right, kiddo? And Izzy's like, I'm fine. I just slept longer than normal, which is probably a good thing. And then she says so she puts her stelly in her belt and literally any time that's written in these books, all I can think of is like Napoleon Dynamite putting the boondoggle keychain in the <laughs> waistband of his pants. And it's just kind of sticking out the top. And I, yeah. that's all I can picture. It's, it's really funny. <laughs> can I have one of I just... I made a of those at scout camp. Anyway, okay, collect your thoughts. So fucking funny. Okay, so she crawls, she puts her boondoggle Stella in her waistband of her elastic pants and crawls over to position herself kind of over him. And she's like, Why are you so crazy? It's weird. Mm -hmm. and he thinks about kissing her but the apartment door like the doorbell buzzer rings and a few seconds later Magnus starts banging on the door telling him that he doesn't care what they're in the middle of or whatever's going on they need to get dressed and come out to the living room like right now and they kind of try to ask what's happening through the door but Magnus is like no 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 like just get out here come on kids and Izzy like asks Simon out loud like what he thinks is happening and Simon tries to use Clary's joke from earlier, saying it must be an emergency meeting of Team Good, Mm-mm. but it is a swing and a miss for this Lightwood, She's just it's not <laughs> the same sort of humor. It's not funny. <laughs> he thought it was really, like, quirky and cute and finger gunny, and was like, yeah, I'm not sure there's any such thing as Team Good now these days. Oh, boy. I said that weird, but you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everything is awesome. I know. (laughs) These chapters are so filled with so much crap going on as cray. Yeah.
0: (gasps) Well, and these last two chapters have been really long chapters. Mm -hmm. There's a lot happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm curious what the next one is.
2: I know. I want to know what's happening. I was going to keep listening, but I had to turn it off. I'm like, no, because I'm going to get
1: discombobulated and (sighs) keep wanting to say information from the next chapter. and I can't do it. Same. I had to make sure that I shut it off right at the next chapter. Okay, yep. let's play the next chapter and see how long it is. It's it's an hour. It's longer than the last one. There you go. There you go. Okay. I well, can't keep my shit great. together, you guys.
2: It's going to be great. Maybe
1: everybody will get lucky and we'll break it up into two so we can do some more chatting. <laughs> <And just laughs> About stuff that's, that's like that. not the book.
2: Uh (laughs) okay so um make sure that you
1: read chapter 13 the bone chandelier for next week's episode for behind the scenes content and the latest updates check us out on instagram at downworld or dish podcast we'll see you next time Um, bye bye bye